Shall we read a poem? Hello all and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. I'm Lauren. We should have been recording before we started recording because Lauren is wearing a shirt with a boob window. It's not a boob window. It's just sort of like my... I mean, it's 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 low cut, but it ends just above the boobs. For any fans of Power Girl out there, it is a very good cosplay. I mean, if you like seeing a lot of... Uh, clavicle. Clavicle. <laughs> <laughs> and... Oh, I have not been feeling that well, and I've been brain farting on words a lot. I lost my first Wordle. Oh no! What uh, the, was it? Today's? Day, no, it was a few days oh. ago when I the first day I really was like, oh, I don't feel well. Uh, I did not get that Wordle. That that one was whack. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it in so many ways. Yeah. Oh, good. Now I have another person that I can send my Wordle results to. I don't care what your Wordle results are. Oh, I'm sorry. You're giving me such a sad look. You don't. I don't care what anybody's results are. Oh, but Fry and I send each other results all the time. You can if you want. What listeners might not know is we are generally, this. we record this on a Saturday, and oftentimes we are both sort of co-drinking a cocktail as we're doing it. And Lauren brought up a mason jar full of a nondescript yellow liquid, and I was like, ooh, mason jar cocktail today, to which she replied... It's emergency. <laughs> it's just emergency. There's nothing else in it. It's water and emergency. Actually, it's not even emergency. It's off-brand emergency. CVS what's brand the, emergency. What's the best cure for a head cold? That'd be gin and emergency. Ugh, it smells like vitamins. As you said that, I, the, the, the taste of vitamin C just like rushed into my mouth. Yeah, I think the B vitamins are the offensive tasting ones. C's just kind of sour. Is that so? Because vitamins always have that vitamin taste, and I'm wondering what to attribute it to. Well, if you a lot of energy drinks, I think, have that vitamin taste to it as well, which made me assume it was vitamin B, some kind of vitamin B that tastes like this. I would learn oftentimes that when characters in movies are snorting cocaine, they're actually snorting B12. Hmm. Okay. Just a fun fact for all you people I imagine who care about poetry out there. <laughs> I imagine that would give them some sort of effect. Well, I mean, you, can, you can't, like, overdose on B12. Like, you can have as much of it as you want, and it looks like cocaine. Yeah, you still have B12 up your nose, which... All right. I don't imagine it feels <laughs> great. No, I can't. Well, I mean, putting powder up your nose can't feel great. Now I definitely want to snort some B12. Go for it. Anywho, what are we talking about today? Okay, so I'm going to start with a poem. Me Stew. <gasps> that wasn't the one you were going to do, is it? Nope. Okay, good. Me Stew. I have nothing to put in my stew, you see. Not a bone or a bean or a black-eyed pea. So I'll just climb into the pot to see if I can make a stew out of me. I'll put in some pepper and salt and I'll sit in the bubbling water, I won't scream a bit. I'll sing while I simmer. I'll smile while I'm stewing. I'll taste myself often to see how I'm doing. I'll stir me around with this big wooden spoon and serve myself up at a quarter to noon. So bring out your stew bowls, you gobblers and snackers. Farewell, and I hope you enjoy me with crackers. 
And it is a picture of a person in a giant stew pot with a big chef hat. And he's just peeking over the top. You can just see the, uh, his eyes and the bridge of his nose. And he's stirring himself with a big ladle. Not really that different to taking a bath, though. <laughs> oh, taking a bath is akin to auto-cannibalism. All right. <laughs> so here's why I'm bringing up this one today. So uh, I was on Twitter today, and I noticed there was this tweet by someone called at Tricoter, T-R-I-C-O-T-E-R. And despite having far fewer followers than I do, she was retweeted nearly 30,000 times. And I don't even know if she took this picture, but it was a picture of a table of books in a bookstore with a sign that says Pop Sugar 2020 Banned Books. And on the table, including... Fahrenheit 451 and the Lorax is a light in the attic. And so Shel Silverstein was temporarily tw- trending on Twitter because of this being retweeted 30,000 times. And uh, a lot of people were incensed that a light in the attic had ever been banned. And so, according to the National Coalition Against Censorship, the reason Shel Silverstein's a light in the attic was banned. In 1985, it was banned at Cunningham Elementary School in Wisconsin because the poem, How Not to Have to Dry the Dishes, was accused of, you know, encouraging children to break dishes in order to not have to do chores. So then another school in Wisconsin followed Cunningham's lead about a year later, forbidding the book over concerns that it glorified Satan, suicide, and cannibalism, and also encouraged children to be disobedient. So... I don't know, I don't remember what poem in A Light in the Attic is encouraging cannibalism, but certainly Me Stew is definitely, like, pretty clearly like, yum, yum, yum. Mm. Monsters I've Met sort of has a vague depiction of what might be Satan. It kind of looks like your generic monster demon thing. And Kidnapped uh, also has a child who is blindfolded and chained to a box of some sort yeah that one is pretty freaky that illustration (laughs) so uh coming on the heels of uh our our listeners should know that uh, as we're recording this mouse has just been banned by a uh very progressive and forward-thinking uh tennessee school district right and that's what's prompting the conversation about banned books right now uh is the people are banning books about the holocaust which, growing up, I never would have thought that teaching about the Holocaust would be controversial, but here we are. Yeah, you'd never think that the Nazis would be in charge again, though, and yet here we are. Here we are. Also, Shel Silverstein is Jewish, which might have something to do with it, and the fact that he did illustrations for Playboy is something that people take umbrage with. In Canada, we just, uh, we have the Freedom Convoy happening today. Oh, I heard about that. For some reason, they have, they have those Confederate flags, even though there was no Confederacy in Canada. And the Gadsden flags. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's so beautiful. And so they, they've reached Ottawa today. And so the idea was they were going to truck across the uh, province of Ontario to reach Ottawa 
to protest the vaccine mandate for truckers who were trucking into the United States. Never mind the fact that the United States has exactly the same mandate, and so even if Canada were to acquiesce to these demands, it wouldn't make any difference because the same mandate is in effect on both sides of the border. Right. Additionally, uh, as these things often do, when you get Q involved, it is no longer about vaccine mandates. It is about everything and quote-unquote freedom, but that's spelled D-U-M-B. So here's the best part. The idea was, first off, it's Saturday, so Parliament isn't in session. And Trudeau, the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, is currently isolating after a COVID exposure and no one really knows where. And their idea was for him to, like, rescind the vaccine mandate, but also one of their demands is that he resign and instate a new government. So I'm not sure who would... Would it be him that still has authority and be rescinding the vaccine mandate? Or would that be, like, his last act as he, like, puts pen to paper, they just shove him out of the chair? Or could (laughs) it be that no one has really thought this through? Well, at least it's not as bad as January 6th. Not at least, uh, not yet. It's still happening. Like as of right. this moment, it's still happening. So I haven't gotten any reports that they've done anything silly. But I'm just kind of wondering. And as with all things, what's the end game? I don't know. Maybe they'll go somewhere well, else. Well, something we've seen with the January 6th insurrection is that there was more of a plan than we thought there was. It's just that the crowd didn't have a plan, but there was plans to have alternate electors and such like that. To yeah. They plan to kill a bunch of people, I guess, if that's a plan. Yeah. But I'm not sure who they would kill on Parliament Hill because no one's there today. So are the truckers, the truckers that are coming through on the convoy, they are already vaccinated, right? Because they are trucking across the border. No, 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 no. The the truckers are all Canadian. Okay. Or unless, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's some actors in from other places, but. And so if you're unvaccinated you can still take routes through canada which has a lot of truckers because canada is a lot of empty space but um, you just can't cross the border you just can't cross the border okay okay uh i have not been feeling well this past week and i had a pcr test and it was negative and i took several different rapid antigen tests over a few days and it was negative and so all I can do is assume that I don't have COVID, but it sure seems like a, that I have, you know, a mild, I've been vaccinated version of it. At this point, I just assume everything's COVID. I know, but I, I don't really know how I would have gotten it. I was an extra in a music video and couldn't wear a mask for that, but they did test everybody coming in with a molecular test for COVID. So the chance of being exposed there was is low. However, you know, they aren't testing for colds or anything like that. So it would have been very easy for me to get a cold. When you brought up me, Stu, which is when I was we, I never knew what to make of that poem. That was a that was a strange one for me. But for whatever reason, Armin Muse popped back into my head, who I haven't thought about in a very long time. Who's that? He was the German fellow who went to all of the prison because he was convicted of murdering and eating a willing participant that he met over the internet. Okay. And his story was he wanted to eat someone, and thanks to the miracle that is the internet, he could meet someone who wanted to be eaten. 
and they're can you call it a fetish at that point because you only get to exercise it once anyway their paraphilias just happened to line up like beautiful terrifying puzzle pieces and so he ate the guy who wanted to be eaten he is very much in prison yeah it would make me think about stranger in a strange land highlands 1961 book Mm. uh wherein at the end the main spoilers uh, <laughs> spoilers from 1961 <laughs> or at the end uh smitty is killed by a mob and then his followers eat him and that's that's how it's supposed to go the meaning oh. of the word in their grok is to to understand but it also means to consume so to grok someone is either to understand them or to eat them you know it's funny i've never read stranger in a strange land i read it when i was 15 i think the same thing happens at the end of uh, Perfume by Patrick Suskind. The murderer is consumed by the people that he has just recently enthralled with the magical scent that he's created. Man, Perfume's a weird book. I saw parts of the movie, but just walking in and out while my roommates were watching it. I don't dislike the idea of eating someone after they're dead in the form of ashes or something like that. And I, I'm, I think there are people who do who do consume the ashes of a a cremated loved one i think it would be an odd ritual but i wouldn't have a problem with it right yeah i'm the weirdo that would very much like to see what people taste like i don't because prions because prions <laughs> but not the brain matter like i don't even eat the brain matter of shellfish and things which is apparently right. popular but you don't get mad cow disease just from eating the brains of a cow <gasps> you don't i don't think so oh I guess with like ground beef and stuff, it's kind of yeah. just a big mishmash. Well, I don't know. I like maybe we should look this up. How do you get mad cow disease? Do you have to eat the brain? Well, in humans, it's called variant Kreutzfeldt Jakob. So, with Kuru, do you have to eat the brains? I guess All we should right. probably be looking at Kuru. Okay, according to this, it has to be nearish to the brain. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So here's Kuru. So it can be transmitted by contaminated, harvested brain products, corneal grafts, dural grafts, or electrode implants. Okay. Wow, that's very specific. Yeah, that is very specific. It makes me wonder how it got transmitted with electrical implants. Okay, so this is talking about specifically Kuru as found in Papua New Guinea. Eight, uh, this is the, I believe that's pronounced 4A people. While the men of the tribe ate the muscle tissue of the deceased, women and children consumed other parts such as the brain and were therefore more likely to contract Kuru. So how Stop do eating people people's brains. get mad cow? Is it just contamination with brain matter? Because I don't think mm-hmm. people... Yeah, and these days it's not as common because, uh, well, I mean, it's not particularly common because... The, the beef industry has better screening methods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think yeah, it came kind of, kind of to a head in the 80s. No, I'm not. Man, this is what you call a Wikipedia rabbit hole, isn't it? <laughs> well, a lot of people aren't allowed to give blood, even though we have this blood shortage, because they lived in the UK at some point, and they yeah, may have eaten. Yes. They may have a prion somewhere. Yeah, 100%. And, and you'd never know until it decides to turn on one day. God, prions are scary. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. The first reported case in North America of uh, mad cow disease found, or variant Kreutzfeldt-Jakob, which is mad cow in people, was in December 1993 from Alberta, Canada. Hey, look at that. Oh, Canada. 
Was it from uh, imported beef or was it from somebody who had been in the UK? The first known U.S. occurrence came in December of the same year, but was later confirmed to be a cow of Canadian origin imported to the United States. Mm. And that cow was slaughtered on a farm near Yakima. Oh. The first fully domestic case of uh, BSE was in Texas. Yay. Yay. We're number one. One of the interesting things about this freakout about Shel Silverstein getting banned is because a lot of people remember the more delightful poems of Shel Silverstein, such as <laughs> Invitation and funny things like uh, Sick. And I think this is true with us, too, that we completely forgot about all the rather creepy, grosser parts of Shel Silverstein's work. It's very interesting to me that you have that feeling, because I think all of his poems are a little bit off. Right. Like, even not even the quote-unquote nice ones like Invitation or Sick, I think there's a, for me at least, there's there's dark tendrils. Like, right. like the whole person isn't a fleshy, black, slimy morass, but, like, they've definitely got some corruption creeping. <laughs> You know, I have occasionally when going down the Twitter feed of people talking about Shel Silverstein today, a few people would be like, am I the only one who found him really creepy? It's and not just the picture on the book, but found all this stuff really weird and creepy. I'm like, mm, you're quite accurate. Everybody else is just remembering the sunshine and rainbows and none of the like body horror and sense of impending doom. Yeah, but I, I can see some... why people would want to ban Shel Silverstein. I can't. No, I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. What I'm not saying is I can see why somebody would have justification for banning Shel Silverstein. I could see why somebody of a particular mindset would want to. I wish I could put myself in that mindset. I oh, mean, I have I, no sympathy for that mindset, but I could see it. I can't. To wake up in the morning, here I am, about to step in the shower. I get to look myself in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm going to ban a book today. I would hesitate before saying it, but I would call them subhuman. Like, they're not of the same species as me. But that we person, like, being being able to see that doesn't mean that I can see myself as that person. It's more like I can create a virtual machine person that's like, this person doesn't really exist, but I can make a set of parameters that have this belief set and inhabit them for a moment to see what it's like. And I think that's why you're more empathetic and probably better than me. <laughs> I don't have any empathy for that person. I don't feel anything good about that person at all. But it's you know, and it, but it's this theoretical person I can create and inhabit for a moment. Uh, I'm glad you have that ability. I, I mean, don't you write fiction sometimes? But if I'm writing that person, I'm making fun of them. But you still set up a a like a personality for them and a set of beliefs that they have and things like that. But I have no idea what it would be like to feel that. When I, when I have created that person, I remember I was in a creative writing class at one point. Uh, it was a poetry class and we had to write a poem. It was like a personality poem, but we couldn't use our personality. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote mine from the point of view of like a Bible thumping homophobe. Mm -hmm. And apparently... I don't know if I just did a good job with it, but my professor publicly called me out. 
in the class and was like, you should be ashamed of yourself. And oh, I was like, no. I don't actually think that. <laughs> so like, no. I was supposed to write from a personality. I'm t- it was brutal. Like, I wish I'd saved it, but it was an online class. So, yeah. so it wasn't like, but no, it, but it was like a public posting where you, you need, you need to take a look at the mirror. And I was like, I'm not that. And so, okay. So I think we were doing the same thing. We're just calling it by different words. I think you we're, still think of them as people. Theoretical people. i remember reading it was a tweet and i i would look it up now but it's it lives on in my memory it was a student speaking before the school board and they said something to the effect of i'm not sure where your head's at i'm not sure why you're doing this because name me one time in history where a party has banned books and been on the right side of history yeah fair oh no what my prettier half just sent me a text. It has a photo of Canadian geese on it, and it simply <laughs> reads, they're back. Oh, no. Canada geese. We'll, them, <laughs> we'll be talking about them again. We haven't talked about them in so many episodes. Well, do you have any uplifting thoughts to leave wait, our listeners wait, with? Wait, you haven't read anything. <laughs> we talked, we, we went the whole time on one poem. Okay, well. <laughs> We've done that before. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Oh, have you seen, uh, you probably haven't, but have you seen Critical Role, the the Legend of Vox Machina, the, the animated series they're doing on Amazon Prime? I have seen Critical Role. I've not seen this thing you're talking about. Well, they have an animated series on Amazon Prime now, and you should check it out because right. you might enjoy it. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what someone who doesn't follow them religiously thinks about it. Remember when D&D was exclusively the territory of basement dwellers and yeah they wouldn't let me play wow and now it's like a thing huh what does it mean when nerdery becomes cool how much nerdy do you maybe furries are just the new nerds the new nerds originally nerds were pariah and you know not worthy of being touched and such like as that and you know, oh, the, the, that was another great one where the where the uh, the Texas I can't remember it was a school board in Texas. Oh yeah, the litter boxes. To, yeah, they had to, they had to issue a statement about how no, we don't have litter boxes in the bathrooms. God, I love Republicans; they're so stupid. If anybody hasn't heard, there was a rumor that because furries were furries, they were demanding that their bathroom needs included litter boxes, and that didn't happen. But my fursona is a crow, so what would that be? Would I would I need like a stick to perch on in classrooms? That's not fur. That's feathers. <laughs> How can that be a fursona? That's no, acceptable though, right? I think it is. I think it's a correct use of the term. I think that's more like the animal I would dress up as if given the choice. I think that's different from a fursona. I wonder what I would do if given the choice. Maybe you, a red you, you already have. You've been a cat. You were that BoJack Horseman character for that one Halloween. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I have dressed as animals. Caroline. Prin- uh, C- yeah, Princess, Princess Caroline. Caroline. But I don't know. If I had to like choose one that I felt was fit my personality, eh, yeah, cats I, are pretty good. I'd definitely be a crow. <laughs> cats are pretty good because they're like sometimes cheerful and loving and sometimes just like... <laughs> and I'm just interested in shiny things and yelling at things I don't understand. That's pretty good, too. I can also make tools out of paper clips. 